Hello, welcome to another episode of Cast Rules. My name is Nick Foley and I am with the man, the myth, the legend. He hates when I do this, but I do it because I have the mic. Nick Gilmore, how you doing, my man? I am doing fabulous. How about fabulous. yourself? You had to think about that, eh? <laughs> I don't want to say same thing every time. Yeah, that's all right. I like, uh, I think repetition, um, you know, breeds um, consistency, which breeds success. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, yeah, doing well, man. Doing well. Just uh, living my entrepreneurial journey and uh, live our best uh, our best as we show up every day and, and doing our thing. So I'm excited to, uh, to get into today's episode. I think we've got some wonderful topics uh, to talk about. Recently, what happened in the news for those that are listening is the minimum wage just got um, raised. And uh, I think we, Nick, you've got some interesting comments on that, some thoughts, and um, we'll go from there. So I'm going to put it to you. Excuse me, as I fall a sneeze there um <laughs> it's you live and that's great um i'm gonna put it to you to uh to ask you the, the simple question what are your thoughts on on what just uh what just occurred uh brought to you by our ontario government <laughs> well i mean like this is a loaded question and we were kind of talking about this before um you know it's it's one of those things that you've that it ha- there's so many factors that play in to to uh, you know what's going on so let's look at it strictly from a perspective of an employee so if you're making minimum wage and your minimum wage uh you know is going up to 15 dollars an hour well it's pretty hard nowadays to live on that now can we blame business absolutely not because the constraints put on business are, you know, the taxes we pay, um, you know, especially in Ontario where, you know, when we have doctors um, wanting to go to the States, you know, people getting educated here, but wanting to leave because they don't want to pay the tax and they don't want the government to take everything and, you know, misuse the dollars. That should tell us something about our, about our own province and about our country that, Maybe we should listen to. Um, But definitely the reason that this happened was, you know, a a driving factor anyways was uh, inflation. So they reported inflation to be at like 4.4% or something, which I think is crazy low because if you look at anything like gas, meat, uh, building supplies, any, anything like, I don't know anything that has gone up 4.4%. It's like 30 or 40% maybe, you know, like they missed a decimal or something. Um, but basically the government's trying to counteract this inflation, uh, with, with the wage and putting, putting minimum wage up. And I think they're, you know, number one, it's with an election coming. I think that might play into it a little bit. And number two, it's not, it's not going to help, right? It'll drive up, it'll drive up our, uh, costs. So the industries that are affected, you know, hospitality, restaurants, uh, things like that, the industries that are affected, um, are going to put their prices up, right? So you're going to see prices go up. So the, the cost you pay is directly proportional to the wages that are paid. And if the wages go up, the cost of doing business goes up. Therefore, the price to the consumer goes up. 
And I think, you know, this inflation, it's, it's hard to combat with, with such a low, um, increase in, in the wage. So what do I think of it? I think it's a political move. I don't think that it was, it was the right decision. There he is. There's the beauty himself. Um, you know, I, I don't know that it was the right time, especially with small business struggling coming out of the pandemic. And I especially, um, you know, I just, there's so much, there's too much going on right now, in my opinion, um, for, for this. And I think that, uh, you know, and I, another thing too, with, with minimum wages, some businesses might just lay, lay off people. So the CFIB, uh, Dan Kelly, who's like the head of the CFIB, Canadian Federation of Independent Business, he came out with a statement that said, "There's act- we're actually going to see um, job loss because of this increase. So the increase in minimum wage is not only um, going to increase the price of things and drive inflation further, but it's also going to... Um, you know, show us or, or uh, allow us to realize a loss in in uh, jobs, which you know it's like a double negative for for that decision. Well, I'm curious, you said something I want to unpack a little bit. You you said that it's not going to help. So I, I guess my question for you, and this is a loaded question too, Nick, and I'm just going to send you loaded questions for the next uh, you know next <laughs> hour. But you said that's not going to help. What is going to help? What do you think is going to get our economy back on track? What What, what are some of the things? I think that's a really important question to ask when, when you when you mentioned it. Yeah, that and I, I again loaded question, but we need living wage is something again. You and I were kind of speaking about this before before we went live. A living wage, I think, and they say in Toronto it's somewhere around twenty two dollars an hour. Um, and then when you, as you come out of the GTA, it's like 18. I think we need to work towards a living wage. How are we going to do that? How are we going to work towards a living wage? Um, so I'm, I'm looking at kind of, you know, our economy in terms of, uh, jobs. So how are we going to work towards a living wage? That's tough as a small business, me being a small business owner, I own several small businesses that employ people in different areas, different sectors, real estate, retail. Um, it's, it's one of those things that you really, you've got to make slow adjustments, but the government needs to step up and the government needs to take some of the weight off the business's shoulders. Okay, so so we we get taxed at a certain rate. Um, you know, we we have all of these government rules and regulations, which I'm not opposed to on on every level, but it's expensive to do business in Ontario. Okay, number one, it's expensive to do business in Canada. And we need, as look at the food business, which we're in, you need to have safe food. You need to have people who know what they're doing. We need to keep everybody safe. Yes. But I think we're a little bit excessive in some of that. And this all costs money. So that's one example, just one example of things that the government can help with. Um, You know, we need to train our staff. They could offer different incentives and grants 
um, over and above maybe what's already out there because I've explored it and there's things out there, but they're certainly uh, not very robust in in their offerings. And I mean, if the government would shoulder a little bit more of of that and maybe help small business a little bit more, then perhaps uh, you know the the small businesses could afford to to pay more to employees and ultimately the more the more employees get paid the 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 better the economy does and i'm not sure of the exact numbers but these this i heard something that was like the lowest earners in canada so if you're making you know, in that twenty to thirty thousand dollar range, if you get a raise that's, let's say, seventy five cents or a dollar an hour, and you make whatever <clears throat> two grand a year extra, okay, if if you're making twenty twenty grand or twenty five grand, and you make an extra two thousand dollars a year, that's a huge percentage of your salary. But if you're making two hundred thousand a year and you get an extra two grand, then that you're it's not it's it's like a a a drop in a big bucket of water it really it ripples but it's small right it's not it doesn't really affect your overall picture so they say the lower earners that that money that they get it's immediately spent it's immediately deployed back into the economy so you know that's that's one good thing about I don't want to say it's good. It's positive um, for the economy, but at the same time, it doesn't really help those individuals. Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, Nick, that you're saying that. And I was just kind of calculating here, you know, David Card, Card, um, who is the Nobel prize winning um, economist from Canada, makes his living in the States. He, he said, he raised an interesting point. And what it, when what he said is exactly what you echoed. A living wage, uh, raising minimum wage into a, to a living wage is not going to decimate the economy like a lot of people default to. And in his research, what he was what he found was that when people having a, a living wage or using or getting a, a living wage, they tend to put back into the economy more. Right. And they, they tend to, um, to to use that money to to continue to you know better their lives in, 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 in better food and better clothing and and being able to live in. in in better positions, better places, things like that. And I just thought it was a nice parallel between a small business owner like yourself and, and a huge real estate investor and, and developer like yourself and a Nobel uh, Prize winning economist that has the same ideology when it comes to um, living wages, right? And so just talk a little bit about that. Just as we move off this, Nick, I know we've talked about it for, for almost 12 minutes here, but like, why do you think, and I know you touched upon it, but why do you think that like moving it up to um, a, a living wage or raising minimum wage is not going to decimate the economy? Like the default answer, say our dads would say, I mean, oh, if you're moving that up and it's just going to kill small businesses. Why do you think it's going to help the economy in some cases if the support is there and if it's done the right way? Well, small business is relentless. Canada was built on small business, period. So whatever whatever happens... Okay, look at COVID-19, for example, right? Whatever happens in Canada, small business owners in Canada are fucking unreal. They are so relentless. They're so creative, so smart, and they're able to come up with ways around anything. So number one, 
why won't it decimate small business? Because small business owners, we won't allow it. Okay. And everybody has this like misnomer where it's like, oh my God, if small businesses or, or businesses in general, like they don't want to pay, they don't want the, their employees to make a certain amount. And ultimately, and I know a lot of small business owners, okay? And I, I know for a fact they would all love to pay more. Would love it. But they can't. They can't afford it. And these people aren't clearing huge, huge salaries. So, you know, they can only do what the business, what the business can afford. And the other reason is like, like you said, it's the, the money is going to come back into the economy. Um, if it's, if it's deployed out, if, if minimum wage is increased, the, the money's going to go into the pockets of these people and they're going to spend it back at the businesses that, that have been hit the hardest in like hospitality, retail, etc., restaurants, like all that, all that is where that money is going to come back to. So I don't, it, it, raising the minimum wage is, is not going to hurt. It will hurt a lot of small businesses. Don't get me wrong. Because any quick decision like this that just happens, it's like a knee-jerk reaction. Then there's like these quick decisions that need to, to be made in business that really affect, um, you know, your the way you operate and how you make money. And if these, if these, if these decisions were made and, and then allowed a little more time to, to roll out, I think it would make, make it a little easier on business, but certainly, you know, making it. And then, I don't know, what are we November? And in two months, all of a sudden this is going to, to happen. Like that's, it's not fair, but I mean, I don't, I don't expect any less, um, you know, from the government. And, yeah, and I think you're right. I think the timing, and you met, you alluded to this at the beginning of the show here today. I, I think the timing is is more of the problem for small business owners than anything, right? We're we're literally just trying to get our footing back um, from from COVID, and and the, and and then you know that happens, and then the supply chain is is as it is, like you know it's backed up. You know, I hope you I hope you uh, did all your Christmas shopping back in July because you might get it by January um, if that's the case. But you know. <clears throat> all this stuff happening and then the, the price of goods and, 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 and things like that, just going through the roof, wood, things like that. Like it's all just, it's all inflated. And then, to, and then, you know, we're just starting to, to adapt to all this happening. And, and, and like you said, small business owners being, you know, their true entrepreneurial selves and, and, and resilient. And then you get hit with this. Right. And, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I know that's one of the things that we're not saying for our listeners out there. Cause we know we have a lot of listeners that, that start from that are still in the foundational period. We're not saying that. We're not saying it's a horrible thing. We're just saying, you know, hear us out here. You know, we we think it's good for the economy. It would be good for the economy, but you know, it, it is it is certainly a knee jerk reaction, uh, given the fact that we're you know we're certainly we're a few months out from the uh, from the election. So anybody that's going to give us hate mail, you do every week. So we're here for it. But you know, just understand. Listen, and if you give that, my response will be this: listen to the whole freaking podcast, person, because we're saying that it's good for the economy. All right, listen. However, the way that it's rolled out could have been done a little different. So you're, you're right. So you know what? Let, let's let's just speak to that though. You know what is 
what's it take to be successful in small business then? You know, that's one of the things we haven't touched upon. We talked about mindset, we'll talk about mindset, things like that. But, you know, what, what is it then? Now, what do we need to do then? What are, what are, what are entrepreneurs nowadays? They want to get something started. How do you become successful? Well, so I always say this and everybody nails me against the wall every time I say it. But you need to have a good work ethic and you need to work your ass off. So moving forward, I'm just going to like preface anything I say with that. Because like if you're not a hard worker and you're not willing to give up a huge portion of your life for business, get the fuck out of town. Okay. So I said that. Now, you need to be able to adapt to the circumstances. So look at what's happening right now. COVID-19, I keep coming back to it, but it's like a huge, huge, massive thing that has happened to small business owners. Look at restaurant owners, salon owners, anybody in that industry who got hit the hardest, mandated to close, all that other bullshit. So these people, they had to get creative. They were doing like curbside deliveries. They were doing selling things online. They were friends of mine who, who own these businesses were coming up with all these creative solutions in order to keep the money coming in because they certainly weren't going to be able to live on what the government was offering them. Okay. Anybody who says, oh, well, the government had all these big fucking incentives. Well, you know what? There was things out there, but it costs a lot of money to run a business. Okay. I can say that firsthand. I can say that, you know, our, our business, one, I'll just pick one in general. I won't say which one, but one of them, um, if we don't, if we don't do $60,000 every week, we don't break even. Okay. $60,000 a week we need to do to break even. So put that on your plate, cut it up and put it in your mouth because that is not something that's easy to swallow. So, I mean, you need to be creative. You need to come up with these solutions um, and stick-to-itiveness, consistency, because you can be creative, you can be a hard worker, but then you can be the guy who tries something for two weeks and you're like, ah, it's not working next. And it's not working next. And those guys never succeed. They bounce around all over the place. They work at a million places because they're never fucking happy. And they end up just being Joe regular who blames everybody else for their fucking issues. So we talk about this. I'm going to give you two words and I want you to explain to us the audience. And, and, and for those that are listening, he has no idea I'm going to do this. We talked about it before. Intensity gets you started. Consistency keeps you going. What's that mean? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I love this. <clears throat> and it, I can tell my own experience. I can pull from my own experience because that was me. So intensity gets you started. Intensity is something you need, right? You need the charisma. You need people to like you. You need to come out and have these ideas and 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 put you know, implement things. You come out like a bang, okay? Creates a huge buzz. This is happening. No new business. You're working, you're working, you're working, you're working. People used to say to me, why do you walk so fast? Like I was, I, I, this is a true fucking story, by the way. Why do you walk so fast? Because I'd be like walking over, filling the produce, filling the grocery, running back, serving customers. And they're like, and I'm like, well, I have a lot to do. But it was just so mind-boggling to people like, why is he working so hard? <laughs> so I was, you want to talk fucking intense? I was Mr. Intense, okay? But that is not sustainable, people. And this is why 
Mr. Foley and I became close because he taught me different things to implement into my daily routine in my life in order to kind of cool me down and to take that step back and to really, you know, understand what the fuck's going on in your life, but also, you know, kind of take a health check of your businesses because when you are that intense, it's hard to, it's hard to see the big picture. You got to step back. Right. And then, you know, we come into the whole mental health aspect of it and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, and then consistency, right? That's, that's the way that that's, that's how you sustain. It's the only way you sustain because nobody, nobody will work harder or longer hours than me. People can work equal amounts. Okay. I'm not saying that, but nobody will outwork me. I challenge anybody. It won't happen. It's impossible. Okay. But you can't do it forever. I thought I could do it forever. And I certainly can't. You just end up lighting relationships on fire, pissing everybody off and just being a fucking complete, complete dick to everybody. So consistency equals sustainability. How did you, how did you stop with that then, Nick? How did you stop with, um, you know, with, you know, you so eloquently put it, like, how did you stop being a, you know, the D word <laughs> to everybody? <laughs> Well, it's hard, right? Because you don't even know. You don't see it. Like you don't see, you just see the day-to-day and it's like these small things are pissing you off because you were going like a million miles an hour and getting all this stuff done, but then everybody else is just kind of like puttering around, it seems. Even though they might be intentionally puttering and maybe they're not even puttering. Maybe they're working at a regular speed, but relative to, me running at hundred miles an hour, it seems that they are. And then that pisses me off. So it took a lot of looking within myself, understanding myself and understanding what made me tick, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at and who I could surround myself with in order to set myself up for success. And just positivity, like just talking to positive people who are like, and I know this is so fucking cliche. Okay. Like where they're like, Oh, you know, if people are negative, don't have them in your life and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's so true. And I'm the last guy to like be that cliche dude who like says all this bullshit. But I remember one of the first conversations you and I had and we were talking about, I was in Toronto and we had this call set up for some reason. I can't remember. We were discussing something business and I said, why, or I wanted to, I want to do public speaking in front of, you know, huge audiences. I want to tell this story of craziness to to people, to motivate them and and to help them, right? And you're like, that's awesome. How are you going to do it? And I'm like, what? Like, because I was expecting you to be like, 
well, you know, this, this, and this, and this, and it's hard, and I'm in that field, and I wouldn't recommend it. It's but, but it wasn't that. You were like, cool, <laughs> like, and it, and then that was like the kind of, you know, I was halfway there, and then at that point, it's just like, okay, I need, I need everybody around me to be like that, and not yes people. I'm not saying that everyone agrees with what I say, or you agree with what I say, or vice versa. But people who genuinely want to see you perform at your best will tell you the good and the bad and have your back. Yeah, no, I think you said that perfectly. Like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, we're not looking. And that's, you know, our friendship isn't based on just being yes people, right? Like, you're going to do that. There's no doubt in my mind because you're a driven guy. And, you know, and I'm here to support in any capacity. I know it's vice versa. I'm going to give you a word. Or I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to, we're playing a little word game here. And I, I think this will be an interesting uh, dialogue with our, for our audience. So I'm going to say names and words, and uh, I want you to, to, to just kind of riff on it like you're doing. So I'll give you a little warm up here. So when I say, when you hear someone say entrepreneur, what do you say? What do you, what first thing comes to your mind? One word answers. No, nah, you can give us a, you can, you can give it to us. Crazy. <laughs> All right, elaborate. <laughs> you got to be fucking out of your mind to go into business sometimes. I'm not saying that's not worth every fucking penny, but to be to be that guy who's going to take the leap and and jump in, you know, and and or that girl, um it takes a lot of it takes a lot of guts and you've really got to have that fire inside of you. And it's not for everybody. And that's cool. Like I'm not, it doesn't matter. Just like, you know, whatever. Running a marathon is not for everybody. Lifting heavy weights isn't for everybody. Being an entrepreneur isn't for everybody. Right. But for, for those who it's for, there's those people. And then out of that pool, there's a select few that are actually going to do it. And then there's a select few that are actually going to make it. And, you, I mean, you put everything on the line all the time and you personally guarantee the big loans and mortgages and all these stuff to, to get your business going. And it's, it's scary. And I'm not talking to you fucking people who are like fourth, fifth, sixth generation business owners. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you, but these, I'm talking grassroots entrepreneurs start from fucking scratch people. That's who I'm speaking to. You are my people. I am for you. You are for me. We're the same. That's what it's all about. Starting from the fucking bottom and working as hard as you can to get something and achieve your dream. I fucking love it. Okay, then uh, next one, underdog. What's that mean to you? Again, grassroots entrepreneur. Somebody who's... Somebody who's not been given everything, not been spoon fed. Um, and I don't mean like you're growing up on the streets, being in gangs and all that stuff either. That's not, I'm not alluding to like a rags to riches story, but just being a regular average person and going for that dream and going for that bigger, better life to you and to for your kids and and everybody around you and creating that for the creating that existence. So if you are starting and you are achieving for more 
That's what that means to me. Last one here before we move on. Ed Milet. He's an absolute beauty. Just a beauty. Explain to our listeners. <laughs> he's a motivational speaker. Um, I think he's actually like a uh, life coach for yeah. like really high big name celebrities and athletes and really into mindset. He's super, super, super smart guy. I listen to his podcast all the time. Um, and he's, if you don't listen to him, go listen to him. Uh, max out. I think he just changed it's the Ed my show, but if you, it's like hashtag, uh, max out, max out your life. So he's got different things that he talks about in terms of, um, the mindset routine routine is huge. That's fucking your wheelhouse. Um, but just having things to set you up mentally to succeed in life. Okay. And physically and working out and all that stuff. But he, if you, if you're looking for somebody to listen to and looking for these little tips and tricks, he's definitely worth, uh, you know, give him a try for at least an episode. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, now I'm going to speak to that. He, um, you know, he had an interesting episode where he talked about, you know, you need to work on yourself first. You need to prepare yourself for the day. And it was interesting because I was listening to an episode and then I saw a friend of mine who is, you know, a business person and, and entrepreneurial. And, and uh, you know, he was talking, he's like, oh, I'm still in my, my pajamas and it's the middle of the day, right? Um, just work, work, work or whatever. And I, I just kind of, you know, and I understand. I like, if that's you, that's you, right? But at the same time, uh, when I read or I watched that, I, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, you know what? Like there's a, that's a one way path to burnout. You know, like you really need to focus on, and Ed Mallette does this really well. You do this well. I do this well. I, I try to, is you need to prepare yourself like for the day. Right. I, I always tell people all the time, a general doesn't make plans on the battlefield. Yeah. You know, they, they make them when everybody's sleeping. Right. And yes, you make adjustments on the battlefield, <clears throat> sir. I'm sure you do. I've never been on, you know, an army field before I have military. But my point is, is that, you know, I think the most successful entrepreneurs out there are the ones that work on themselves first, prepare themselves for metaphorical battle, if you will, and, and literal battle in some cases when it comes to business. And, and, and that way they, they are able to rise up. <clears throat> if you're taking stock in not getting dressed because you're so busy working on other things, then you are, you know, you're not fueling yourself. You're, you're, you're literally, you know, letting you're working on ambers and you're not, uh, you're not putting wood on the fire. I just wanted you to explain or talk about that a little bit. Well, you're, I mean, you're a huge, this is again, it's your wheelhouse. You, this is what you do. This is what you teach and preach. And this is kind of things I learned from you, but, and you know, Ed says the same thing, but one, one thing that I've been focusing on for the last like six to eight months is having a really cold shower because it wakes you up immediately. It activates different things um, in your body and your mind and senses. Okay. Now I'm awake, right? Cold chats. Like when your kids, Ed Milet says, when you're a kid, your, your parents say splash cold water, wake up because it, it hits you when you wake up. Okay. Now you're alert. Okay, you're not fucking fumbling to pour cereal and eat it and, you know, half-ass reading the news. Like, you are alert, okay? So you get up, you get out of bed, you make yourself alert. Now I'm up. I'm ready, right? Okay, and then he talks about being grateful, and this is something I do. Always, always, always start the day and finish the day with 
something I'm grateful for. And it's so important. Like I know this, and I used to shit on this. Okay. I was like the opposite. Okay. I'm just like work, 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 and whatever. But if you don't enjoy the small things when you're broke, you sure as fuck won't enjoy them when you're rich. So you got to enjoy every moment of your life, right? It's just like the story of the guy when I was hungover coming to my dad's store. And he's like, I'm like, I wish this day would end. And he's like, don't ever wish your life away. And it's, it's powerful words. And it's so true because life is short. Life is so short and it can change in the matter of seconds. So every single day I start with, I'm grateful for, X, Y, and Z. And I make them small things. Like, you know, we got a new collar for my cat. Or we were able to go on a walk. Or whatever. Like, I'm grateful for these things. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I'm grateful that this day went well. I'm grateful that, you know, customers came in and they shopped. And they enjoy my stores. And they enjoy, you know, the real estate. Nobody's, you know, everybody around me is healthy. And these things, it not only teaches you, okay, it not only teaches you how to, to be thankful, okay, but it puts you in this type of mindset, this type of mindset where you're positive, okay? You start to, and this takes a long time, okay? You need to continually do this, but it changes this mindset of negativity you know, where you're thinking about, oh shit, I got to pay. How am I going to pay this bill? Or how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that into, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. Okay. So now you've, you've elevated your mood. You, you, you're, you're grateful. You're cause it could be worse. Okay. And then get the fuck intentional with your day. What am I doing today? What am I going to achieve? You're not just going out into the world, like you said, and, and going out into battle be intentional. What am I going to do? What am I going to achieve? What do I need to do? Right? The most successful people always have a plan. Right? And like I told you the story about my brother calling me a 1980s stockbroker because I was just like doing all this stuff crazy, 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 crazy. And yes, it worked in a smaller uh smaller scale, but once we started to scale, it was like it was nuts. Right. So that's when I started to get strategic and started to plan and started to, um, you know, set, set my mind up. Right. And get my mind right. So I could get everything else. Right. Yeah. No, I, you know, I'm going to speak to that. <clears throat> One of the things that I, that's really kind of helped me is, uh, is, is following what I call the, your daily script. Right. I, I write a monthly script, um, at the end of every month going into the next month. And I, I literally write down all the things that are going to happen to me that month. And, and then at the end of the month or during the month, actually I review it a few times. And at the end of the month, I just kind of look at it and, and you know, and, and see how close I came to what, what I wrote down as a script. And one of the things that I do on a daily basis is I follow a script and literally I, I just at night, the night before I do a T chart and I'll write down script and then I'll put a line and then on the other side, I'll put off script. So the script part is all the things that I'm going to accomplish in the day. So today I had a, a meeting at uh, nine o'clock. I had a meeting at 11. I had a meeting at 1.30. I had a podcast at three. That's the script for me to follow. If I accomplish all those things, because it's moving everything that I want in my life forward, 
then I've had a good day. Off script are all the things that happen with an email that came in or a phone call that I needed to take. And I just write down, you know, off script. Lots of times a phone the call that came in, if it's whatever, I just I send it to voicemail and then I'll write down, you know, call lawyer back, right? And that's the off script. And it's funny about that, Nick, is like you said, you used the word today and this word actually came up in a meeting I had at 11 about being intentional. And I think there's a real value in that. I think there's real value in the most successful people in this world are, are intentional. You know, you're not, you may have some wins, you know, just staying in your pajamas, but you're not going to keep it sustainable if that's your priority, you know? And, and I honestly take pride. Like I used to think, and uh, Arianna Huffington from the, um, uh, from Huffington Post, yeah. I think it is. And she wrote a book called the, uh, she wrote a book about sleep, basically a sleep revolution. Um, and don't come at me if I miss the book's name. Okay. But I'm going to write in the notes. But um, the reality of it is, is when I started as an entrepreneur, I used to think like, oh, okay, I sleep just for the week. That whole, you know, bullcrap mentality of, you know, you, you'll, you just, you just gotta, you just gotta grind it out. And I understand the importance of grinding it out. I do get it. However, I also understand the importance of rest and recuperation, but more importantly, or equally as important when you get up being intentional, whether it's 11 in the afternoon or, you know, five in the morning or four in the morning, whatever it is, is getting up and being intentional, right? Like that sustainability and following that script is, is so important. And you said that, you know, t today earlier about, you know, the most successful entrepreneurs that you know, including yourself, are the ones that are intentional and they follow that script. And they can scale. Like, again, you can, you can stay at that small scale. You can, you can continue to, you can continue to operate that way. And maybe, like you said, you'll see some type of small successes and it tricks you because I was there. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm, it's working for me. So why the fuck would I listen to somebody else or some of these other guys who are preaching about this stuff? And here's another reason I wanted to do this because like, I've done this for a consistent 30, 3% of my life, I've owned my own businesses. Okay. Like over 10 years. And again, I grew up in a, a business, a small business family. So I'm, I'm well versed in this area, but I've also, I haven't done everything right. Okay. I, in fact, I've done a lot wrong and I speak from experience. I'm not just some jack off who wants to get on here and shoot his mouth off about being an entrepreneur and being the fucking guy and sitting in my condo on my laptop with my feet up and a glass of fucking Dom Perignon because I'm trying to big dick around like this. I've done it and I continue to fucking do it every day. And I want to help you guys. This is why I'm doing it. Talk about, talk about the difference between taking action and being reactive. Ooh. Okay. Taking action. <clears throat> Taking action. That's definition of an entrepreneur. Somebody who takes action. You want to do something. You want to open a business. You want to, you want to uh, grow. You want to hire employees. You want to put a new product in. Whatever. That's taking action. Okay. So entrepreneurs are born and bred people who take action. Being reactive 
And I don't know if this is the direction you were going, but this is just where my mind went. So I think it's important that I say this, but being reactive to something are people who aren't entrepreneurial. Okay. I'm not saying this hundred percent of the time. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I'm saying these people who they, they don't plan. They don't, they just get up. They just go to work and get told, you know, how again, well, I can qualify for this bank loan or I can only get this much mortgage. And you know, if something happens, well, I got to deal with this now and got to deal with this. And my life sucks because I've got such bad luck. Well, maybe you kind of do. Maybe you've had a few shitty things happen to you, but so have everybody, all of us have, you know, we've all had bad luck and I do the air quotes, but we create our own luck, people. We're in Canada. I say this all the fucking time. We're in the best country in the world, okay? And yes, I harp on the government a little bit and talk about taxes and all that other jazz. But, and, I, and I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Like, because I wanted to come back around and I knew we would come back around to this. All of these extenuating circumstances, okay? And Ash, tee up a clip because I'm going into this is going to be a perfect clip for Instagram or Facebook. Okay? We we all have these extenuating circumstances that that impact us, okay? Boom, 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 boom. Can we change those things? Can I change that Doug Ford raised minimum wage? Can I change that the corporate tax is whatever it is on me for how much I make? Can I change that... You know, I need to do this in my business and pay this and and do all this. Can I change that? No, I can't change that. Mm -mm. No, Nick Gilmore can't change that. But you know what Nick Gilmore can change? Nick Gilmore can change Nick Gilmore. And Nick Gilmore can change how he handles these things. So this is what I always say, guys. Stop fucking complaining about all these extenuating circumstances that are put on you. Yes, do we talk about it? And yes, do we, uh, you know, shed light on it and, and give our insight on the on these things? Yes, of course we do. Okay? Because it's important to understand how our country works and our economy. And, and it's important to understand these things when you're coming into business. But ultimately, the only thing that you can change is yourself. That is it. So you need to understand how to work and navigate and get through the system with the rules that are implemented on us. And when you can learn to do that, I guarantee fucking tea that you will be successful. Found stuff. Talk to me a little bit about that process then. You know, you, you just, you went on on, on that. And that's, 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 that's so true. I mean, you, you can't change what's going on around you. All you can change is, is your approach to it. What is your approach, Nick? What is it pragmatically, like practically? My approach. So again, routine. Number one, routine. Having a positive routine every day, doing similar things to set myself up for success. So practically, I'm trying to live as healthy as I can. I try to eat as healthy as I can, although my wife would, um, you know, disagree sometimes. But I try to, I limit my alcohol consumption. I don't drink all the time. We'll have some drinks maybe once a week. Um, 
So that's, and coming from a, you know, a city where everybody drinks seven days a week, not everybody, I shouldn't say that, but you know, it's, it's a very social thing. You know, I, I try to limit that because I want to keep my mind right. I want to be very focused. I want to be very, uh, I want to be sharp and I want a clear mind. Okay. Um, and just understanding the rules to the game. You know, we're playing this game of business. What are the rules? What are the rules? What do we need to do? Here's a perfect example. And I talked about the banks and how they had these formulas and all this stuff. And I got some blowback on that and whatever. It is what it is. But <clears throat> I how did I how did I learn these things? Like I talk about loan to value and I talk about um you know, debt service ratio. And I talk about all these different things and how to qualify and what affects your credit and, and all this other stuff. How do I know this? Because I took a fucking mortgage broker course. That's how. So I educated myself and learned the rules in a field that I wanted to play. I wanted to be a part of that game. So I took a course, learned the rules, and then inserted myself into the game. So that uh, practical approach, teach yourself, learn, take courses, read. It's 2021. Go on Google, look it up, you know, do your research, man. I'm going to get you out of here on this. This is you're, you're on a, you're on a, you're on a tear here and this is going to be great. So you don't know this is coming and here's, here's the thing. And, 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 that, and I will say that to our, to our listeners is we go over, we have a, just to get an understanding. I think that, uh, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit. We have, we always know what we're going to talk about the topics, but what we've decided on, and this is, you know, the evolution of our friendship. We decided right away that in order for this to be authentically the way that it needs to come across, Nick doesn't need or shouldn't know how the questions are going to be asked and where it's going to go next. I have a, I have a script because we're prepared in the sense of, I know what I want to get across for our audience, but I sometimes don't even know how we're going to get there until until we get there. And, you know, it would have been very easy. Actually, I, I was, I almost ended the podcast uh, after the, you know, the, the, what you can change because it was, but is that, it was at 40 minutes. So we're going to end it here because you're on a, you're on a roll here. <laughs> so I want you to go, I want you to rant. I want you to, uh, to do this for the, for the audience. You talk about these changes. We talk about, you know, what you were going to change and you talked about, you know, being in, intentional and, and all that great stuff. Give us the Nick Gilmore three rules to making it happen and don't hold back nick gilmore three rules to making it happen nick gilmore's three rules to making it happen if you want to make it happen and if you want to be in business you are going to need some things internally before you even start but number one work ethic you need to work harder than everybody else around you when they're going out to drink, when they're going out to party, when they're going on fucking Tinder, setting up dates with broads or dudes or whatever, they need to realize that they're giving that time up for things that you are putting time into, i.e. building your business, building yourself, building whatever it is, looking after your mental health. Okay? So work hard at what you want to do. Be the hardest worker at what you want to do. Number two, consistency. 
and I fucking sound like a friggin' broken record every time we talk, and you say the same thing, and every fucking successful person in the world says it, and I don't know why this is so hard. Probably because it fucking sucks to have to do it. Be consistent. Wake up and work out. Sub- subscribe to Nick Foley, or Nick at Nick Foley, and watch him fucking post his workout every fucking morning. How about that? You think he wants to get up, set up a fucking camera. Okay. You know, now I'm set my, and he's in his fucking basement, sets his camera up and works out every fucking day, every day. Look at that. You think he wants to do that every day? You think it's fun for him to do that? No, it's not fun every time, but he does it because he's fucking consistent and that's why he's successful. Number three, and this, I don't know if these two go hand in hand, but I always like to touch on stick to being the guy who's not going to give up, okay? So you need to be consistent. You need to consistently do things that are going to set you up to succeed, wake up, have the workout, um, you know, eat healthy, read, learn, okay? but you need the ability to stick with it and you need the ability to, to always overcome adversities when they come at you. Like things suck, things happen. It's, it's like, Oh my God, why, why is this going on? Okay. But understand that at the end of that road, when you get there and at the end of that novel that you're crafting for your life, you're going to look back on it and you're going to say, wow, that everything happened exactly how it was supposed to. It may have seemed crazy at the time. Joe Walsh says this, by the way, from the Eagles. It may have seemed crazy at the time, but then you look back and it's like, wow, I wouldn't have had it any other way because that's how your life was supposed to be. And you don't know that till you get to the end, right? Right now, we're just writing the book. You're just writing the book for your life. But make sure that when you're writing your fucking book for your life, make sure that when you're writing your book for your life, that when you die, and somebody reads it, they're super, super inspired. I'm Nick Foley. He's Nick Gilmore. This is Cash Rules. We'll see you next week.